Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hey everyone, Allison here. It's been a minute. April started off with a bang. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of manifestations coming through. Lots of momentum in business and life. And as we neared May, it was pretty crazy because I had a lot of just pings come up about certain things that I needed to shed, declutter, not just cleaning the house, lots of life stuff. And man, I took those steps to do those things, but it took a lot of energy. And I think during those times, sometimes when you're doing some letting go and some healing and all of that, it's hard to access that life force energy that you normally had. And so instead of pushing through and forcing things and continuing the hustle mentality that we're all trying to decondition from, I just took a lot of things off of my plate the past few weeks and it's been good. And one of those things was getting all my podcasts in order. I have a lot of recordings for y'all of shows I've already recorded, but just sitting down and getting organized and doing intros for them and whatever. It was not lighting up my sacral center. So if you don't know what that means, just dive into human design. It's fun. You can DM me on Instagram at you do woo, and I can sort of help you to navigate through your chart, figure out what your authority is. But mine's sacral. It's sort of like that gut instinct and it only knows yes or no. And so many times, even in the past two years teaching human design, I have sort of overridden that sacral authority and done things that wasn't They were tasks that do light me up, but just not at that particular time because of what, whatever, X, Y, and Z. We had like a little tummy bug going around. I was traveling. My husband was traveling. It was just, we switched daycares. Like it was a lot. April was a lot of, a lot of different things going on. And then some self-imposed things that I put on myself that were good and that needed to happen and that were healing situations. But that just sort of drained my life force energy. So sometimes when I go through those times, it's a little bit harder. Well, that's not true. It's not harder to access my sacral authority. It's just that a lot of things that normally are a heck yes to me aren't. They're a no. (laughs) And if you know about human design, sacral authority only knows yes or no. If it's not a full body in every cell of your body, heck yes, then it's a no for right now. So Finally, sitting down and doing this recording is a yes for me. And I'm excited. Today's guest on the You Do Woo podcast is Ashley, the CEO of BTR Nation. BTR stands for Bold, Tenacious, and Resilient. And they are the most amazing, like, what would you call them? It's not necessarily a protein bar or granola bar, nutrition bar. It's 
it's very much in its own category. And she talks about this. Regardless of you, if you even like snacks or snack bars, just still listen to the episode because you don't have to go buy them if you want to. If you do love stuff like that and you like little healthy snacks to have in between meals to keep your blood sugar regulated and keep your hormones regulated, BTR bars, like literally the best I've found. And I have a discount code in the show notes. So go access, I think she gave me 15% off. So you can go access that and try some. But Ashley's story is just amazing. We have a little bit of a parallel story because we both started our businesses amidst the pandemic in 2020. And we talked a lot about motherhood because she's getting ready to have a baby, her first baby, and also building your business and treating it like a baby and not expecting it to like do a whole bunch of stuff like one month into business (laughs) because it's an infant. We talked a lot about that kind of stuff, but it's so weird because even like listening back to it and seeing her ridiculous business success. I heard about her on the Almost 30 podcast. She's a member of the Almost 30 community. And she also, they had her on to tell her story. Basically, the reason that the BTR bars came about, and she talks about this both in the Almost 30 episode and in this episode today a little bit, but both of her parents were diagnosed with very rare forms of cancer. And I think both passed within just like a year of each other or two years of each other. It was very like short and she's an only child. And so it's just a really hard life path for her the past several years. And when they were going through chemo in the hospital, they were craving like sweets and she knew she didn't want to feed them sugar because cancer thrives on sugar. And it just increases the cancer. So she created these bars for them. Oh, and it just makes me cry. Um, it's such a sweet, like the her the story behind this company that she's created is just amazing. And I know that she has her parents helping her on the other side, from the other side. But she's just like this really amazing soul and human being and owner of this company and will be an amazing mother. But I found myself like comparing myself to her journey. I've had really good, consistent growth, but she's had like some quantum leaps in growth. They've been, you know, selling out really fast and whatever, and just like growing really fast over the past year for sure. And I was like, okay, I have to remind myself that she didn't have a child this whole time. And now she's getting ready to have a child, but it's perfect timing for her. But it's weird because I feel like with my type of business, that was perfect timing for me that I needed to do a lot of personal growth and growth in surrender and growth and leaning into my feminine energy and all of that kind of stuff and go through a lot of learning curves in motherhood. And that was like part of the soul of my company. So anyways, y'all are going to love hearing her story. We talk about so many different things. And she also goes into the actual BTR bars definitely try them out. If you haven't, give her a follow on Instagram. She has so much great information on there and she's really fun to follow. So enjoy today's episode and I will see you guys on the other side.
Here we go. Yay. Welcome to Ashley Nicholson of BTR Bars. I've been waiting for this interview for this little conversation for so long. So I first heard about Ashley on my friends, Lindsay and Krista's podcast, although almost 30 podcast. And I was just amazed with your story. I had never heard of BTR bars before, but after that, I live in Texas. So I went straight to Central Market and bought a whole bunch and I'm just like obsessed. So welcome to the You Do Woo show, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Allison. I'm so, so excited. This is the the best way to start my Friday morning. I can't wait to talk to you more. Yay. Okay. So we'll get into the actual BTR bars here in a minute because they are literally unlike any other energy bars, granola bars, nutrition bars that you will find out there. But I would love for you sort of to tell your story. And I didn't realize, I thought you had started BTR a really long time ago. Like you guys are blowing up. So I was amazed to hear that this was something that started like sort of at the beginning of the pandemic. That's when I had a career shift too, which most of my listeners already know about. So tell us sort of about what you were doing before you started this company and that shift. Yeah, absolutely. And it all started, this is now six years ago. Both my parents were diagnosed with rare forms of cancer. First, my mom, she was diagnosed with a leomyosarcoma and my father was diagnosed with appendiceal cancer. Mm -hmm. Extremely rare, like 0.1% of the population. Sarcomas are so, so hard to diagnose. It was, it's been a a crazy ride for the past six years. And Mm -hmm. I became their primary caretaker. I'm an only child. This was back when we were living in New York City. And I was just absolutely appalled by the junk that was coming out of hospital vending machines, cafeteria food, on-the-go snacks. Like the better for you space was kind of coming about, but it still was, it was still basically mainstream junk that like no one cared if there were additives and fillers and colors and all the crap. So I really wanted to bring something better to them as well as bring something better to myself because we were constantly on the go between chemo appointments, radiation. I was working full time and I took to the kitchen. So I have a background in biochemistry and food studies. And so I love, I love cooking, love baking, always have loved it. And I never really like, I just didn't have time to like spend that much time in the kitchen while I was taking care of my parents. But I was like, let me see if I can just like whip up these bites. They were not bars at the time, but we had two little flavors that I put together and it was this cinnamon swirl flavor and like a brownie flavor. So that inspired our our two first recipes and they had superfoods, they had adaptogens. This was before like, like functional mushrooms were really cool and trendy and all these things. So I had cordyceps in our cinnamon bar because I was like, this will help with maybe my parents' energy. And we were using monk fruit as our sweetener, which we still use today. And it was a blend of nut butter and a very similar recipe. And they loved them. My, my first thing was, okay, they have very sensitive taste buds because when you're going through chemo, everything tastes very metallic. It's hard to keep things down. And when all they needed was calories, I wanted to make sure that I was bringing them something that they would be able to digest and be able to enjoy. And they loved them. Like their doctors, nurses, other caretakers, because you just meet all these people in the hospital. Everyone was like, oh, are you going to bring the bites tomorrow? And So I had this recipe and my father knew I would do something with this eventually. Mm -hmm. So he actually, he worked in legal and trademarks and he actually incorporated the company. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And he was like, just in case you ever do something with it. And he always had this entrepreneurial spirit. So I was like, okay, you know, I I feel like I I would love to do something with it. But when my parents passed and my mom passed first, 
her cancer was extremely aggressive. So she just mm-hmm. passed so quickly. And uh, my father's was also aggressive, but he was able to hang on for longer mm-hmm. and see me, you know, kind of develop more recipes and get excited about this. And then he passed and, and I just... I didn't want to throw myself into a hole, but I needed stability and I couldn't even think about starting a business. So I just was like, eh, I put it in the back of my mind. And at this time when my father was sick, I actually, I had my first career change. I was in education for many years and I have this philosophy of food is medicine. And I just, being in education, didn't really align. Like, I, I mean, I loved my colleagues. I, I actually lived in the dorms with students. <laughs> so I was the residence hall director. It was a lot of fun and you build community. And I learned so many skill sets, you know, managing all these big teams. At the same time, you know, there's only, you know, you're on your thousandth roommate conflict disagreement. And like, you know, I, I lost my mom. This is just not what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I actually joined a supplement company and supplement wellness lifestyle company. And I was the first hire. So, and the company's called Further Food. I was there for several years and grew that company to the point where we were able to move out to San Francisco, build a full team. And then in the middle of the pandemic, the vision of the company was starting to change a little bit. We were just, you know, growing so fast. I'm a builder. So I was like, okay, I feel like I've done a lot for this company. Am I really living my purpose? Is this aligned with what I want to do? Am, you know, am I honoring my parents' legacy? This was literally like as the pandemic was hitting where I think yeah. everyone was questioning, what am I doing with my life? Like, it just, it was such a period of unknown. And it reminded me of when my parents were diagnosed where I had this lack of control. And I said, okay, I need to take control of something. So I literally, I resigned in the middle of the pandemic mm-hmm. and in the back of my head, I was like, okay, this is your time to start something. So I didn't know if I was going to do like some consulting or whatnot. And I said, you know what? I've had this company like incorporated sitting there for years. Should I do something with it? So I dusted off my recipes, started experimenting again in the kitchen a bit and started interviewing co-packers. And I said, screw it. I'm going to take the leap. And it's either, uh, you know, I buy a home, I've saved up money for years. And I took my little investment because starting a business, especially a food business, I talk to founders all the time, is so expensive. And you can 100% start from your kitchen with $100, but like that just doesn't get you far. You know, you can go to farmer's markets, but we're a snack bar. We're a protein bar. We need to be online. We need to be in store. It's such an inexpensive investment. So I was like, okay, I know at this point I'm going to take my savings and I'm going to put it in here and I'm going to invest in myself and bet on myself. And that was at the end of 2020, we did a soft launch and we sold out. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Came back, tweaked the recipes a little bit in February of 2021 and now we're here. So it's been a little over a full year in business and it's it's been a crazy ride, but I do feel like I'm honoring my parents every day. Yes. So long story short, before this, I was working as the director of sales and marketing. So I headed up sales, marketing operations. When I left, I actually hired like four or five people to replace me. So I am one of those people that loves to like wear all the hats. So I was yeah. pretty confident that I could do that for this business as well. So also for anybody who's listening, who does love human design, because that's like half of what we talk about, Ashley is a manifesting generator. So if you're a projector or reflector and listening to her being like, oh my God, I can't do, she's designed to wear a lot of hats and have a lot of things going on. So just don't compare yourself. However, I really just look up to you so much because what happened to me was at the beginning of 2020 March, 
when all of this happened, like I had worked in the music industry for like 15, 16 years right out of college. And that's like all I knew, you know, and the music industry shut down. So it was almost like I was I had known for a while that wasn't my purpose, but it paid well and benefits and all of that kind of stuff. And I was good at it. I did accounting in the music industry. And so I was sort of just like pushed out of the nest in that way. And I already had been studying human design and had been having friends and family say like, you're really good at this. Like you should start a business around this. So I did that and I did it sort of slowly, but I just recently had one of my best guy friends just started a non-alcoholic liquor company based Mm -hmm. out of Austin. And I helped him sort of set up his books and saw the behind the scenes of all the stuff that goes into it, like the bottles, the Mm -hmm. import fee you have to pay on the bottles, the adaptogens that you put into the nootropics or whatever that he put into there that he bought from Maine. And, uh, you know, it's like, what? There's so many moving parts. I know that now y'all are a little bit more settled and you have like things in motion, but right now it's still just you and your husband doing almost everything, right? Oh yeah. So my, my husband, very grateful for him because we both, I haven't taken a salary since my last job. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband, I don't pay him. He works for free. So (laughs) we're grateful. We're really just in this space of, of growing and trying to scale to a point where things can change a bit, but he does all of our logistics, but anything that is operations, sales, marketing, anything forward facing, that's all me. I Mm -hmm. do have one of my good friends is is our fractional CFO. So she essentially helps me manage the books, but I still manage our books as Mm -hmm. well too. It is so crazy. So, cause we fulfill everything ourselves. Every single bar that we ship out is either handpicked by my husband or myself. And it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. So as we grow, we're, we're already trying to figure out because yesterday he had like a 12 hour day at the warehouse and we're already trying to figure out, you know, what to do next because we are growing really quickly and every stage of the business is going to look different. When we first started out, we were doing 15 orders a day. And it was like, this is so cool. And we get to go to the post office together. And it was really fun. And it's still very fun. But now it's like, oh my God, there's hundreds of orders we need to get out. We don't want to be behind and we have to do it ourselves. So it's been a really incredible ride though. And our customers have been so understanding and and we also are in retail too. So we have to do Mm -hmm. retail shipments and all the fun stuff. Just for anybody listening, I have a lot of people who listen from where I live in Dallas. So you can definitely get these at Central Market. That's where I go get them from. And I'm getting ready to do a bulk order through the website as well. And we'll I'll go into that in in the intro of like all my favorites and all of that kind of stuff. But what did your husband do before he started working for you? Yes. My husband had a couple career transitions as well too. So he was in advertising for many years and then he had, and my husband's 12 years older than me as well too. So he's, I I forget that because he looks so young. He's on my Instagram and TikTok and whatnot. We look like we're the same age, but he was in advertising and marketing. He actually worked for L'Oreal, Maybelline. So like big, big companies. And then he had this calling where he was like, am I living by purpose? This was right before we met. He went back to school to become a teacher. And he was a social studies teacher in New York City in inner city schools. And he was just seeing the craziness of how political it was. And it was, I mean, it was rough. So he was like, okay, you know, I still love marketing and advertising. Maybe I'll come back. 
And then, so he, he actually went back into advertising, but in educational technology this time. And, you know, he was, he's always just loved educating people and I'm the same way. So we fit really well there. And then in the middle of the pandemic, he was furloughed. So when I left my job, this is how supportive he's been. When I left my job, that was paying six figures, he was not bringing in an income. So he has, mm-hmm. he has like a, a little side hustle where he is a ref for one of a, a sports league here. Cause he's a big sports guy, but otherwise that was like his part-time. And mm-hmm. I always tell founders, I mean, it's definitely, it's a privilege. I've literally saved like every penny since I probably a freshman in college to do something. I just didn't know what that was. Was I going to do something or was I going to buy a home? Was I going to, my family had always been in debt when I was younger. So I was like this, I'm so, so frugal and so conservative with money because I want to make sure that I'm not in that same boat as we start our family because I just saw how difficult it was, the struggle. And and we, we've always lived in expensive cities. I grew up in, in New York City. Now we live in San Francisco and we love it because the city life is, yeah. is really exciting to us. But at the same time, I, I always tell people it's very expensive to start a business. Know your numbers and you know this better yeah. than anyone. Like the books are complicated and it might look like oh, well, this is, you know, this company's making a hundred million dollars, but they have no profit. So it's, you know, not that profit is the only thing that's important when growing a business and scaling it. But for us, especially something that's self-funded, it's so important for us to be able to have some type of operating profit and a strong path to profitability. So that's been some stuff that I've been prioritizing as we grow the business. Thus the reason why I do a lot myself, but I am excited to, uh, to hire either at the end of this year or 2023. Yes. Just knowing your human design. And I don't, I haven't looked at your like individual chart, but I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait for her to like start delegating stuff. Cause that's going to be so magical. So I know that that's going to happen. Speaking of you are having your first child very soon. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So at this point, as the, when the podcast airs, I will have probably shared on social media. I'm starting to share slowly. It's been so interesting because people are like, wait, how, how are you working? How are you doing all of this? And it's, I I definitely think manifesting generator. I totally get it. My, one of my best friends is a projector. Mm -hmm. So we really balance ourselves. And she's always like, Ashley, you need to relax. Like just, she'll text me and be like, you need to take a five minute break. Like just do it. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't like gotten up and gotten water in like five hours. So thank you for reminding me. I mean, I've, always wanted to to run my business and to, to have a family. Yeah. And so I want to share a lot on, on Instagram and on TikTok about how you can do both. Yes. Because there is so much out there, especially when you're starting, you're starting out that it's not going to be possible and that you're going to have to sacrifice things. And, and you don't, she is, my baby girl is not here just yet. Obviously yeah. there's going to be some sacrifices. I'm just so on this quest to show people, especially as we, we, start raising capital. We're actually, you know, launching our, our seed round. I want to show people that you're able to, to do both because your why and your passion becomes even deeper. So that, you know, the company I started as a tribute to my parents now also everything I do is I'm thinking of my daughter and how this is going to be, she is going to be part of this BTR family and BTR nation. She's going to watch me build this business from the ground up. And it's going to show her that she can do anything. And it's, it's so empowering 
suffering. Whenever I have a rut or I'm in like a spot creatively where I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like creating. I don't feel like putting out content. It's just one of those days. I think of my parents and mm-hmm. I think of her and I, okay, I need to do this for her. And it's been so, so motivating and I'm, I'm so excited. So by the time this podcast airs, I will be a little under yeah. a month out from giving birth. So I'm, I'm so excited and I, I'm a first time mom. So this is going to be Yay. such a fun, fun experience. And I'm happy to have such a community like yourself around to help me figure out how to navigate motherhood and all of the things. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm so excited for you. I have a couple of things just like about motherhood to ask you about. I'm a very new mom. So my daughter's two and a half right now. And she was the fourth trimester is a thing. And then I felt so great. Like once I got a little bit of childcare, cause I'm a generator, I love working and stuff. So I was really eager to get back to work. That felt good to me. And then the pandemic hit and it shut, everything shut down. So a, you're very lucky that you're going to be giving birth to her in a time where things are a little bit more back to normal yes. than they were oh at God. that time. I can't even imagine. That would be so good. When Omicron started getting really bad everywhere in the country, I was just so, just so scared for like three yeah. weeks. It was like, I can't leave my apartment. Yeah. And it's as San Francisco, California, it's, it's pretty great. Everyone's like, everyone is still like masked here. And yeah, San Francisco yeah. is like its old little bubble. It's really yeah. funny. But I was so nervous for those like three weeks past. So I can't even imagine what it was like oh. in 2020 with a child. I literally would have been panicked. I feel like I'm still in PTSD about it. So anyways, you don't have that. So that's wonderful. And that's a huge blessing. And that's going to be wonderful. And so one thing when I was pregnant and about to give birth that annoyed the crap out of me was like all of the different like, I don't know, unsolicited advice (laughs) that people give and little things like, we'll just wait till then. You're never going to sleep again. Like all that stuff. What kind of experience have you had with that? How's that been for you? So it's actually been really good. And th- this is probably also why, because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to share on Instagram when I'm 20 weeks and we work with, a, we have a lot of brand ambassadors and everyone I know, I feel like is pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. And I see yeah. the comments and the things on their posts and like just all this unsolicited advice. And I didn't want, I was like, I don't yeah. want this. So I'm going to, you know, tell the people who, who are close to me and who understand one of my best friends is a pediatrician. So like, yeah. and has two daughters. So it's super, super helpful to talk to her and process things because it's, it's so scary. Like, well, you know, do I want to eat this chicken? Do I want to eat that? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm questioning everything, every move I make. It's starting to get better now that I'm basically in my third trimester it's a lot better because now I can feel her and it's just, it's so yeah. wonderful. But first trimester into second trimester, I was like, I can't talk to anyone. about yeah. it. You just don't know what's going on in there. It's such a beautiful, magical experience. And at the same time, I feel like terrified all the time. So the business has been super, super grounding. I have yes. not been getting a ton of unsolicited advice, but from my extended family, they're the people I'm getting the unsolicited advice from. And which is so funny to me because people who I just meet on social media, everyone is so wonderful and excited. And then my own, ex- and my parents have been literally over the moon. Um, and I do, I try to channel them as well and channel yeah. their energy and ask them questions too, to make me feel more at yeah. peace. But my extended family, I literally, the other day I got like, oh, well, you know, just wait, like, get your sleep now. Cause you're yeah. not going to sleep again. And I'm like, I don't really sleep now. One yeah. thing I'm actually doing, it's so funny is 
I'm setting an alarm on my phone every two to three hours to get used to mm-hmm. every two to three hours when, when baby girl is here to wake up and to you know get ready to breastfeed and all those things. So I'm doing that now. And I've, I've always been one of those sleepers that like gets up, answers a couple emails, definitely not healthy, don't advocate for it, but it's just something that works. And I'm not, I don't really feel like fatigued during the day. I'm sure it'll catch up to me, but at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to prepare and then like put the blinders on things that I don't want to hear or triggers or anything like that. And that's been working really well so far. So I um, love that. You're very wise too. It's hard though. I can only imagine, especially when you put it out there publicly. And I just see so many influencers do that. And I see the comments and it's like, well, I wouldn't do that if I was you. And I was like, oh my God, that would just make me triple think everything Mm -hmm. I'm doing. So I'm like, you know what? We'll just, we'll share when it's the exact right time that we need to. So also every person's different. Every baby's different. Like, you know, that was the thing that bugged me the most is that people were like, we had friends later than most of our other friends. We're in Texas. So people like get out of college and get married and have a baby. And I didn't have her until I was 35 or 36. And so all my friends, a lot of them were like, you're never going to sleep again. You're not going to sleep till she's five years old. Da, da, da. And I was like, F you, I'm going to figure out how to sleep. Cause I'm like somebody, I sleep a lot. Like I love my nine hours of sleep. Last night I slept nine and a half hours and she was, every baby's different, but she was sleeping really well, very early on. But it was me who was so anxious about whether I was going to sleep or not that messed up my sleep because of what those other people were saying, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I do, I I hear from some of my friends because I'm kind of in this boat, I'm 33. So Mm -hmm. some of my friends have like two and three kids. And then some of my friends are just getting married. So, Mm -hmm. or single living Mm -hmm. in New York and, you know, working on their career. And I, everyone kind of runs the gamut and it's really great to hear their perspectives. But at the same time, I'm really trying to take it with a grain of salt. Like my best friend has two daughters and they are active, very, very active. Like every time we try to FaceTime once a week and it's so cute where it's like, there is no talking between yeah. the two of us. It's just talking to her daughters because they're screaming because they want Aunt Ashley's attention. They want to see my dog. It's all, it's so cute. Yeah. But everyone is, everyone's different. Everyone's experience is different. And, you know, the other thing is we, we live out here in San Francisco and we actually live far from our family and our friends. So yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful. My mother-in-law is going to come out here and help us because we don't really, we don't know a lot of people out yeah. here. We have a couple friends, but they're all actually older. So no one has kids anymore and no one is particularly interested in like taking care of infants. So I'm going to have to think about like, what does childcare look like? All things that I'm starting to think about, but it is a privilege to be able to work for yourself, work from home, have your husband work for you. All of those things, like as a control freak, it's it's helpful, but I feel like I control that narrative and it's, you know, I can work at four o'clock in the morning and get things done. And that's totally fine. I can work at midnight and get things done. And that's totally fine. So I give so many props to people, you know, who are teachers, who are nurses. My mother-in-law was a teacher. She went back to work literally a month after having my husband. And she was actually, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll get it done. Everyone's been pretty supportive, which has been good so far. So, but I know that as soon as baby girl is here, everyone's going to come with their yeah. opinions and perspectives. <laughs> and I, I, I got to try to get ready for that and just be like, no, like, put yeah. up a wall. like I don't need any opinions about this. This is how I'm going to do it. And it's going to go my way because it's mom's instinct. And this is yes. right. So I'm, yes. I'm hoping that works. I'm talking like I'm an expert. I have no, clue. no, you're so wise in already just knowing those boundaries and stuff. I think that'll be amazing. 
Have you ever read the book Spirit Babies? I haven't. Okay. I'm totally. Um, I heard about that from, I think Krista has read it, Krista from Almost 30, but I heard about it from Lacey Phillips with the To Be Magnetic okay. podcast. I read that after my daughter arrived and I wish I would have read it while she was still in my belly. It's a short read. It's fun, but it's so cool because it talks about like you were talking about how you, you know, channel your parents and stuff. It does talk about like our spiritual side and our souls. And I just think about like how your daughter probably is able to talk with your parents on that side too, and have like, like know them or whatever. And it's just like a really, it's a really fascinating book. Um, and I, I sort of want to dive back into it, but one that I wish that's the only advice I have for you is I love that book. And it was I what I wished I would have read. So I'm excited for that. So I'm going to put it on my, my Amazon list. It's so good. It's so special. Um, okay. I do want to talk about the actual BTR bars, what we're here to talk about as well. Um, I'm obsessed with these. I've tried, they only had three flavors at Central Market when I was there. The chocolate one, like the chocolate brownie one, um, the cookie no, the peanut butter yep. one, and then the cinnamon one. And I'm obsessed with all of them. You have a new flavor that by now is already out. Do you want to talk about the new flavor? And then I have a few questions for you. Sure. Yeah. So it's actually, it's a, it's our limited edition flavor. Okay. Um, it's our cherry chocolate chip. And we, we actually, it was one of the first bars that we launched, but it's our, our we source so sustainably and so close to home. And we're very particular about the suppliers that we source from and the farms we source from. So cherries are not always in season. Mm -hmm. So we really have to try to get them right at the right at the right time. So this bar I wanted, cause we don't use cherry flavoring. Like anyone that watches our Instagram and TikTok, they know that I talk a lot about flavors and colors and all these additives. And it's not necessarily to provoke fear. It's just to educate about the fact that like, it is not as transparent out there. The food industry is not transparent. And we see that in beauty. We see that in, in cleaning products. You know, people are migrating away from using all of these like detergents with bad ingredients in them, but then we're still eating products that have like red 40. It's mm -hmm. just, it doesn't make sense to me if there is a product that's still affordable and still clean. So for my whole, my whole philosophy is like, we're going to make the cleanest possible product on the market with no added sugar. And we're going to put it out there. Mm -hmm. And we obviously taste has to be super important as well. At the same time, we, you know, if people like I eat products with natural flavors, it's really hard to avoid them. Like it's like crazy hard. Yeah. So being mindful, like everything I want to bring to the market is really just to make them actually good for you as opposed to like, oh, it's kind of better for you. And it has, you know, maybe like only three or four questionable ingredients. Like, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. I want you to wear more like the beauty counter of, of snacks. So that's kind of how we want to define ourselves. So cherry chocolate chip is limited edition because we get, we have Montmorency tart cherries. We've got regular cherries in there and they have, they're only in season for a certain amount of time. So now we have those bars produced, although half of the stock is already sold out. Uh, so that's we'll, a good thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're always dealing with out of stock. So the, uh, so those will basically be in like on our website and available from like, you know, March-ish to August, September-ish. And yep. then they, they go out of stock again. So, so if you're listening yeah. to this, go grab it. If it's available right now, yes. yeah. <laughs> might be on back order, but, um, yeah. So one interesting thing I'm currently doing the sort of this, um, 
detox cleanse, like parasite cleanse, actually. And you have to open up a lot of your drainage pathways beforehand and work with a practitioner on it. And um, my doctor, actually, she, you have to do a food diary for like three months in a row, which has been a yeah, lot of work. But it's long, interesting yeah. to look at what you're doing. And she's very much been like, hey, for to heal your adrenals, we really need you eating every two to three hours so that your body doesn't spike in cortisol and adrenaline and all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm like, okay, well, I and this was before I had heard about you. I was like, I need something that I can take to the office just to have like really quick. And every, she was like, I really don't like packaged stuff. Like I really yeah. don't want you eating that. Like I'd rather you eat some nut butters or something, you know, whatever. And um, so I brought, once I found out about you, I brought in the BTR bar and she was like, I've never seen anything like this that's in a package. And literally once you definitely follow BTR nation, BTR.nation on Instagram or TikTok. I don't have TikTok. I'm so old. Um, but follow her on Instagram because you can get all of the information there. But I like have been then going into Central Market or Whole Foods or like the really healthy places and looking at other ones that like it's not comparable. It's it's pretty mind it's pretty mind blowing. And that was my thing as well. Cause I used to eat protein bars. I'm a big protein bar lover. I've eaten probably every protein bar on the market. And it's it's always bugged me that there were just a couple of ingredients that either made me like made me feel like junk, like mm -hmm. it's just the point of a protein bar and a nutrition bar is it even says nutrition is that it's supposed to provide nutritional value. And I think that we've gotten so lost and the mindset is still like from the nineties where protein bars are like high protein, you know, all you need is protein, but that's not really the case. Um, the most pushback that we get is because the bars are small, they're mm -hmm. snack sized bars. So they're a little bit lower protein. So they're from seven to 10 grams of plant protein, but complete plant protein. So this is your protein source for the day. But at the same time, we do, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of bros on TikTok that love to come at us and be like, this isn't 30 grams of protein. And I'm like, we are in the process of trying to work on like a higher protein line, but that won't be us. It won't be like exclusively a snack. So you can mm -hmm. eat that more as a meal replacement. Mm -hmm. um, but that's like very far down the line. We really are first and foremost, a snacking company. Yep. And it's just, it's mind blowing the fillers, the additives. I mean, the one that really gets me besides flavoring is uh, titanium dioxide. Like those are still in that ingredient is still in bars and in a bunch of other things, bars, candy, I mean, makeup, like makeup, it's in, yeah, it's, so bad because it's, it's been banned in the EU. Cause I've been reading a lot of studies about mm -hmm. it. It's been banned in the EU because there actually are carcinogenic effects by consuming too much titanium dioxide, but there's not an, there's not enough research on the threshold of how much yeah. is actually safe to consume. So in the U S you're basically, they're just saying, well, if you, you know, we don't really know. So it's, you know, it's okay because this ingredient is technically safe. But in the EU, they just said like, we're going to ban it because we can't thoroughly get to a threshold that makes us feel comfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, I, we want to follow EU standards, not yeah. it's, it's just, it's mind blowing how companies can just corners like that. Like you don't need to use that clearly. Like 
our bars and our bars are shelf stable. They are yeah. not in the fridge. So of course we have, a, we have a bit of a shorter shelf life than other products. Whereas I think some, some bars, they just want like a two year shelf life, but yeah. you're eating something that can still exist in two or three years and still taste the same. There's concern there. So for us, we're, we're at a 10 month shelf life and we've never even like, we've never had products on shelf for 10 months. I mean, it's going to sell out within usually a month or two. Yeah. So all of our bars are like, super fresh and at their peakness. Um, but it's, it's all thanks to the nut butters. I think nut butter is just, I, I love nut butter, any t- almond butter, cashew butter, macadamia, nut, anything possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what inspired the recipes and why they taste so good. And they have that creamy like texture as opposed to a date bar. But we are always, you know, once again, we want to, we, we want to have a selection for people. So people who have nut allergies, I'm thinking about you. I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure it out in the back of my head. But right now, all of our bars have this like special blend of nut butters that make them so delicious. And we do have a new product line that's launching in September, potentially August, which it's it's not a bar, but it's in the snacking space. Once again, relying on this amazing nut butter blend. It's going to, it's so excited. And I can't wait to, to share it with you. They're so delicious. We just finalized the three recipes. So it's going to be a game. I'm so excited. Okay. Talk to, I know we don't have very much time left, but talk to us really quick about it was because of you that I didn't, I didn't know that stevia wasn't like, okay to eat all day long, drink, you know, put in your coffee and whatever stevia and then erythritol sugar alcohols. They're like, you know, you go to Costco and they have the keto cups or whatever, and it's like sugar-free. And we all know that aspartame is not good for you and stuff, you know, sucralose, but we've been sort of brainwashed to think that stevia is okay. And now thanks to you, I've switched to monk fruit, but please tell us about erythritol and stevia. Yeah. And, and actually erythritol and stevia are probably the two better ones. So Mm -hmm. once I would put them more on this better for you scale, and I do eat products with stevia for me, I do not eat anything with sugar alcohol. So erythritol, Mm -hmm. malitol, sorbitol, there's so many, so many things that end with all, um, those are sugar alcohols. I'm so sorry. Allison. You're fine. My producer, my producer can cut it out. It's okay, not a big deal. Out. Yeah. Oh, good. I hung up. I, I don't know why my, my phone does that. It's okay. Uh, anyway. So back to sugar alcohols. It's, it's some people can digest them fine. Some people can't, uh, and erythritol specifically is probably the easiest one to digest. Uh, but at the same time, oh, and xylitol is another one. That's another big sugar alcohol that you'll find in like toothpaste or like gum or mints or stuff like that. That's no sugar added. And it's, it really is challenging to create a no sugar added product because we do that. And it is, it's hard. I think that there's so many types of more natural sugars, like honey and maple syrup that you can enjoy and love. The problem is when it gets to be like 20, 30 grams of sugar in a bar, it it becomes really challenging because that's like your full recommended amount of sugar for the day Mm -hmm. in just a protein bar. Like for me, if I'm going to eat that much sugar, I want to eat a piece of cake or or a cookie that I made, like something that like, I really like something that's exciting. And that's why these brands and especially, you know, a lot of keto brands, they use these additives and fillers and sugar alcohols are known to cause like gut inflammation and imbalances. Stevia, if it's pure stevia and it's not cut with anything else, that's the thing. It's really hard to find stevia in its purest form, but that usually is is okay too. But some people, you know, have 
there's a lot of anecdotal evidence out there that some people stevia has this extra bitter taste that they don't like, or it can, you know, trigger migraines and all these things. It's the thing is ingredients in general are just, they, they run the gamut where, mm-hmm. you know, we have customers who are like, Oh, I'm allergic to cashews. It's, it's so hard. You can't please everyone. At the yeah. same time, our goal was to always remove all the anti-inflammatory crap that exists. Yeah and just go with whatever is closest to nature as possible. So monk fruit is literally a fruit. It is literally a plant. Stevia is a plant as well, but when it's cut with like all these other sugar alcohols and stuff, that's when it becomes more processed. And that's usually when people start to see those like negative impacts, especially if you're eating too much. Once again, it's if you're eating like, you know, a couple, a couple things here and there, you're probably not going to feel it, but that's just not what we do in the, like, I, I, there's so many haters on TikTok and it's like everything in moderation. I totally get that, but that's just most people, or it's not everything in moderation. Most people eat, you know, three bars with lots of sugar alcohols and lots of things in them. And then they're like, why do I feel so bad? That was how I used to be. I used to eat Quest bars and I was like, whoa, there is so much fiber. Even though we don't get enough fiber in the U S one Quest bar has like 20 grams of corn fiber. Yeah. It was, and I would eat like two or three a day and that's on me, but still, even after the one bar, because I was a personal trainer as well. And we would just eat on the floor. And what do you eat? You eat bars on the floor. And I just, I literally was so bloated. I felt like crap. So I think it's all, you know, always have to see what works best in your body. That's why I love that you're, you're working with a practitioner and you have, I mean, a three month diary is a really long time, but (laughs) it's, it really gives you a close up look and to see how ingredients are working in your body. Um, that's one thing too, is, and you'll see this as a mother is that, like little kids these days eat so much sugar. Like it's, yeah, it's nuts. My child has had last Easter, she had some M&Ms and she didn't sleep all night. But other than that, we don't do sugar. She does love BTR bars. And I make her shakes with like, you know, bananas and avocados and da, 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 all those kinds of things in it. But anytime she has sugar, it's just like really, really not okay. And it really, really does all add up. So um, the BTR bars are a great just snack to keep on the go for when you get hungry, because when you get those dips and blood sugar is when you start having issues and your cortisol and adrenaline can spike and all that kind of stuff. And you just feel really funky. Um, And it's literally, I've literally tried everything that's quote unquote healthy or like really, really healthy. And these are the ones that taste the best and are simple and easy to have on. And my daughter will eat them too, which for a two and a half year old to eat a a healthy bar isn't, isn't too easy. I tell them that, tell her that they're cookie bars. So she likes that because I love, I love that. (laughs) I'm going to, I'll do that with my daughter as well too. And see, we see a lot of kids actually love the bars Mm -hmm. because kids do not come out of the womb craving sugar because of the diet that they have. And it's, typically really starts when they go to school. That's really what I'm hearing. And what I'm seeing is just what school lunches look like. And it's, it's just, it's really sad what's in vending machines. I mean, that's our goal. Our ultimate goal is really to change and 
reimagine the modern vending machine and take the crap out and actually just put in more premium products because just because you're on the go should not mean that you have to sacrifice your nutrition. Like that's just what has happened in the past like 30 years. So we're really, we will only make on the go snacks. We're not going into like baking mixes and things yeah. that you can make at home. This is for yeah. literally the on the go person. Um, so I'm so excited to hear that yes. your daughter loves them too. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for all of the things that you're doing for us and our health and ease of snacking and getting really good nutritional products into our bellies. Um, I'm excited to watch you grow ridiculously this year and to become a mama. And I'm just, I send everybody your way. So, so much, Allison. Love it. So much fun. Okay. Bye. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at you do woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.